the Dead Set Legends are up in a sec, thanks to Newtown Toyota, who've been catering to all your automotive needs for over 30 years. Bit of rain on the way, and as we heard in the first break there, Dewey Wiz, the Taylor Farm's going to be happy with you, Harlow. They run on water. Who was the one that ran on water? Moses or Jesus or one? Someone did it on water. Anyway, that's what the Taylor Farm's like today. Now, did we watch, we the, did we watch the footy last night? Did yes. Yeah, yeah. Watched, well, I watched the footy. Not We're many sticking did. a pin right through uh, the Western Bulldogs. The doggies, Are they yeah. done and dusted for finals? Forget about premierships. That's done. Mm. Are we thinking finals are now done, done? Yeah, I think they're done. Yeah, absolutely. The first quarter, uh, we don't love to bring up stats uh, on this show, but I will. Plus what do you 20. mean we don't love to bring up stats? You bring up your own every single yeah. week. How many on debut? Three, three and two. <laughs> I did like the call last week, Zave, when I texted uh, through Leachy about tagging Robbie Gray in the last Fremantle. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, he tagged Robbie Gray. So, so to set it up for people that are listening, Mick <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Triple M call here in Perth. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But he texts. He's a good listener. He's a listener. But he texts through uh, to involve community. himself. And inserts himself in the narrative, which we've spoken to you a few times about not doing. Yeah. So we're talking about Robbie Gray is turning the game for Port Adelaide. He started mm-hmm. to lift and the game started to go Port Adelaide's way because of Robbie Gray and a couple of others. Michael Barlow, Tex. Last time I played on Robbie Gray in 2016, I kept him to 16 touches and had 45 myself. Oh boy. Wow, we Barlow. Uh, well, that, that's fact. But that, that is fact. But anyway, um, some more stats for you about last night's game. Sydney... Came out with an intent just to compete and be, pardon the pun, they were the Bulldogs around the ball. So plus 20 contested possessions in the first quarter, and they had five more tackles. So to put that into perspective, they're first the ball, they're exactly. winning the hard ball, and then they're, whenever it is loose and whenever the doggies were getting to it first, they were uh, just hunting and tackling. So the Swans came off a really disappointing week the week before against Essendon. So much of this game is about mentality, and we saw that. Last night with the Swans bouncing back with a 53-point win. I preferred Thursday night footy. Yeah, Thursday mm. night. Yeah, go on. I enjoyed that. I want to cover some of the more hard-pressing issues. Go. Go. The collars. Yes, you didn't like the collars. I didn't like them. Well, you actually co- shit-canned them and then realised that you didn't <laughs> really understand the history yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. With the sentiment of the history, very, very nice. Oh, um, I thought they looked good. But mm. I just think if you were to, in this day and age, if you look at both, the current jack, the current jumper, yeah. and the collar. Which one would you pick? Take away the sentiment. Give me the collar. You like the collar. So yeah. it reminds and the press you of on back buttons. in the day, Mick, when uh, we used to head to the Barclay Hotel on a Sunday yep. night, and we used With to show little Barrett. buttons there. You used to just un- your little Barclay button came undone. Just unclip that and just flip the collar. <laughs> and so the other I was literally thing, yeah, there was the Barclay button was undone. The collar was twisted. I loved it. The other thing that uh, has raised people's opinions: the uh, guard of honour at the end for two fifty games. Two fifty. I'm Mick, happy have, with it. Mick, you have an opinion on that? Um. Oh, let's start with the collar. Tom Atkins oh, from the, Geelong. The big stuff, yeah. Tom, yeah, Atkins, yeah, yeah. Having Tom a good Atkins, season. and looking, like, he epitomises what you should look like in the collar. He had the facial hair. He had, I think, a, an extra large jumper, so it was kind of going o- over his shorts even. So he had the small shorts and, oh, and the jumper was I bigger than his shorts. I thought the same thing when I saw it. He dead set looked like he was playing for Newtown or one of those yeah. local clubs in Geelong. <laughs> uh, and... and Let's move on to the hard-hitting one, which I've had just 15 seconds to process the Guard of Honour situation. Oh, you see, that's, that's radio craft. Yeah. You parked yeah. it. Yeah, thought about rambled it. Rambled about Atkins, what no one yeah. cared about. <laughs> and then uh, now he circles back with well, an opinion. The, the Guard of Honour, it is a tricky one, because last week when North Melbourne got absolutely obliterated, they went and lined up for, for Mitch Duncan, didn't they? And I, it's I think it's... Ba- it, how many games? It's, not, it's I, 300, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's I think it's 300. Like I remember the Matthew Pavlich one on his farewell. He played 300 30 games or something, um, and 
you know, it was his last game ever. So they, they guard of honoured and away you go. Mitch Duncan's going to play another 100. So I think uh, put that one away unless it's 300 or, or a very significant retirement of which it would be, um, you know, in round 23 and we can all get around that. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I, don't, I couldn't care less, really. Like, but I, I do think... 250 games is a bloody good achievement. No, of course it is, but he's going to retire at some stage as well. Mm. So you don't mm. need a double guarding. When no, you've been not, by not, not the Queen. And you called been... me the Grinch for not liking the Collars. Yes. Well, once you turned up that you didn't like Collars, that was game over for <laughs> and, you, Brittany Taylor. And to put it in perspective, North Melbourne, this is the North Melbourne situation last week. Beaten by 120. Their VFL went down earlier in the day as well. But anyway, the 120-point loss, where have you got them? 45 points oh. or whatever it was. Is it five out of six for you guys? Yeah, five out of the last six. It's still not the finals. Now we're in the eight. At the okay, moment. we've just. Right. Hey, it's good. a log jam. Log jam between the middle. North Melbourne, the way GMHBA Stadium is set up, their change room is completely diagonal to where they did the guard of honour. So they've actually gone out of their way to go over and do the guard of honour, done the guard of honour after a hundred and twenty point loss, and then had to walk all the way back over to the other side of the ground to go off and uh, receive their post mortem. So, mm. yeah, I think it was a long night for the Roos. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough. So no to collars. I just prefer the tradition. And you're happy with 250 games. He'll load up, and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go. It's the game of games. It's the game where I give the boys five AFL players. They tell me how many games they've played. Nearest to the pin gets the point, and they're playing for a couple of contestants. Let's welcome them in. Rhett from Ellenbrook, good morning. Good morning. Now, how are we? Well, hopefully you're going even better than us after this with a uh, family pass to Hoyts. Karen, up, who would you like to pay, play for you this morning, Zave or Mickey? Uh, X-Man, definitely X-Man. Oh, oh, right, there we go. The See, I was quiet then, Rhett. I was just like, I wonder which way he's going to go. But then deep down, I knew you'd swing my way, my friend. Let's do Absolutely. it. Let's get you yeah. to the movies. Hey, Zave, this is, this, are you feeling like this is getting a bit awkward? No one's... Chosen me for three weeks. Like, why, no why, why would it be getting awkward would for me? Awkward for me? <laughs> <laughs> why would it be awkward for me? All right, let's do it. Amber from Rockingham, good morning to you. Good morning. Who would have you picked had you had the choice? Probably Dave, just because oh. he's good Dave. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in that situation, sorry. just oh. help out poor Mickey and just nah. say him for his you, ego. Amber, I'm sorry you, to do it to you this Mickey, weekend. 100% Mickey. No, no, bury me. Uh, we bury you, Mick on this you, station. You wait until my first answer is going to be 400 games away from the actual <laughs> well, answer. Well, guess what? If it's Michael Tuck, you'll win. Uh, anyway, let's go, Brittany Taylor. All right, number one. Drafted from West Adelaide in the oh. SANFL, debuted at the Sydney Swans in 96, okay. was an assistant coach at Port Adelaide and GWS Ooh. before taking the reins at the Adelaide Crows. It's Ooh. Maddie Nix. Wow. Okay. So I'm up first today. So yeah. Maddie Nix, um, very shiny head. Very shiny head has Maddie Nix got. Um, he oils socks. it. Did you know he oils well, it? And he wore his socks nice and high and tucked the jumper in. So a very traditional footballer. He didn't play um, a long Nicks. time, I don't think. No, nah, I'm going to go with 149 games for MN. Yeah, and I think I actually Googled this randomly the other day, and I'm going to go 170. No wonder he's going well. He's been, he's been researching. No, no, I, I, I was uh, wanting to know what Matthew Nix's career was like when they were talking about him being under pressure. I just went mm. through his career, and oh, I'm going to go 170. If I wanted to really nail it, I think it's like 176 or something. Team save. I'm a high-energy guy. He's got some class. 
175. 175, Rhett. There, there is you go, no way you haven't walked past my sheet. No, nah, nah, on my Easy. kid's life. On Easy my life. kid's life. Oh. Rhett, mate, um, go get the uh, the basket ready, mate. Get the snacks in. You're off to the movies with the kids. All right. <laughs> I'm in the lineup, mate. <laughs> Another drafted from West Adelaide. Picked oh, up theme. in the 2001 rookie draft. One of the key defenders for the Adelaide Crows in the thousands. Ooh, truck. And took the role of the Essendon coach after the departure of John Worsfold. It's Ben Rutten. Oh, the truck, Rutten. Gee, he is under a little bit of pressure. You'd think the truck. I'd give them a good chance against the Brisbane Lions tomorrow. Eight outs for the Lions. Tomorrow, a bit of COVID and some injuries. But I do give Essendon a chance. Darcy Parrish is out with four weeks with a calf injury. I'm be sceptical about it being a calf injury. Um, I believe the truck would have played 240 AFL games. Thanks for the synopsis on the game tomorrow. Uh, what what did you go then? I didn't even hear you guess. Uh, two, was... four, 2.40. Well, I've written down here yeah, 2.31 for big truck rutting with the big dump truck in his shorts. Okay. Team Mickey. It's my best time of the week. What an absolute belter. 2.29. 2.29. Oh. Hey, let's just talk about yeah. his dump truck in his yeah, shorts. I know. What is he well equipped, Mick? No, I'm talking the back end. He had oh, the big right. the big rear. Sorry, Rhett. Sorry, Amber. Mick's taking this into the gutter. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's what he does. So 1-1, one, one, Amber. You've got half a foot at the cinemas too. All right. One all. A premiership player at the North Hobart Footy Club, then drafted to Fitzroy in the early 90s, now takes the role as the coach of the struggling North Melbourne, David oh, Noble. Wow. Okay, so the theme is... Current head coach. Coach is well under, under the pump, mate. North, well. North Hobart are the demons. Um, uh, been there to their oval. Very historic, the oval there at North yeah. Hobart. Dave Noble um, didn't play a huge amount of footy, I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, I'm going to go with 74 games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with 61 and just think maybe. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I actually got no idea about him. his career. I can't picture him no, in, the, can't, in, in the footy mix. If you said he didn't play a game of football, I'd go, I can't agree with that. He didn't play a game. Was no surprise. I'm a high-energy guy. Oh. It's not surprising at all that uh, you can't really visualise him because he played two, two games. Guys. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say zero, but... Oh, you right, 70. All right. 2-1, oh. two, two. advantage me. And this is where I really put the foot on the throat. Sorry, Amber. Rhett, start the car, mate. Okay. <laughs> a footballer at Melbourne, Footscray and St Kilda, part of the AFL Greek team of the century, selected back in 2002, and a premiership winning coach at the Western Bulldogs, Luke Beveridge. Oh, Bevo. Well, handlebars Beveridge. Um... Oh, he's a good bloke, Bevo. He got really, really sick on Kokoda when we were doing Kokoda together. and uh, he did actually Kokoda with him? Yeah, I did Kokoda with Bevo. Uh, he got so sick. He almost got flown out, but he was just tough as all buggery. I would have been flown out three days earlier, but he just soldiered on. Uh, he had some sort of um, viral thing happening. Anyway, so let's rock and roll with... <laughs> um, let's rock and roll with a buck 20. No, 133. 133 for Luke Beveridge. So Luke Beveridge with the handlebars um, under... A bit of pressure the doggies the last couple of weeks. Not a great performance last night. Luke Beveridge, 104. 104. Okay, so you've gone 104. What did you go? Uh, 133. Mm-hmm. Three. 133. 123. 120 to 133. Team Mickey. It's my best time of the week. Oh, no. Oh, no. Even oh, no. Stevens. Was it a change that hurt me? It was, 100, a cha- it was 118. 100, oh, oh, the, the change hurt you. Oh, Red, I missed by two. Oof. 
Funnily enough, there's been three Rets that have played AFL football. I Googled that the other day, actually. Rhett Bigland? What do you yeah. mean? Why do you Google Rhett that? Rhett Bazo, who's just debuted. Yeah. He debuted on. And that was the stat you wanted. Is how many Rets had played. Yep. There you go. Hey, Rhett, just get the kids out of the car quickly. We might have to go to the cinemas. All right. This is the decider, guys. A premiership player from Essendon and Port Adelaide and the current longest-serving coach in the league, Damien Hardwick. Oh, Dimmer. Ooh, Dim, 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 Sim. Uh, great stuff, Dimmer. Sat with Dimmer in 2016 when I was unceremoniously dropped by the Dockers. And Dimmer looked me in the eyes and said, we could use a player like you, Mick. And Dimmer, I walked out with confidence. I haven't spoken to Dimmer since. So, <laughs> anywho, uh, Dimmer... Played a lot of footy. Two hundred and two hundred and thirty-four games from the for the Dim Sim. Mick, what are you reading on your phone there, mate? Uh, I've just got me pen and paper going. Okay, so Dimmer Hardwick uh, coached at Hawthorne two thousand and eight. He was uh, actually yeah the Hawthorne coach before he went to Richmond. Uh, he I texted him when I finished up playing footy uh, at West Coast and still haven't heard back from him. Um, so. It's a bit like sorry, Zab, I, I texted Stuart Jew the other day to congratulate him on yeah. the extension. No reply. No reply. <laughs> no reply. <laughs> Not even the Ross Lyon thumbs up. Okay, well, that's funny. So uh, what did I text Stewie Jew? Just get it up here. I said, oh, I text him, and he just goes, oh, I couldn't jinx it before. I said, mate, let's catch up for a beer. So he definitely got back to me. Hey, um... <laughs> yeah, and when I text Stuart... Uh... <laughs> Who are we talking about? Vic, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <Mick, well>, uh... <laughs> what did you say? Two, three, four. Two, three, four. I'm going to go two... Oh, it's trying to... Two twenty-eight. Oh, you're an absolute. I reckon you're right around the mark. You're just playing the under. Oh no, I got two forty-three then. Two forty-three. Wait, hang on. Two forty-three. Lock it in. Team Mickey wins. No. It was the change. Two hundred and seven. Always go with your gut. Rat, I'm so sorry. You'd, why change? You changed twice on me, bud. What happened? I owe you a beer. I would have backed in. I owe you a beer. I do. I'm really sorry. Mick, head, uh, have head, a word head, to Amber and congratulate Amber, I, I, I do um, appreciate your show of faith in me, even though it was forced upon you, Amber. You enjoy your family outing at Karen Up. I will. I definitely will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, I... Uh, why was I bullied to change my answer? Well, it was just that you played the under over, and we, no, we I, made I didn't a commitment play the at the start of this game I didn't play that we the wouldn't under-over. do that. I played what I thought he played. <sighs> well, about, about eleven or twelve years in the system, all Australian premiership. Another in there. whole week until redemption. We don't oh. need excuses. I'm not talking. <laughs> Pack your umbrella, Brittany Taylor. I think we might need an umbrella because it's looking pretty dark. Do out you have waterproof there. makeup? Serious question. Um, I don't know. It's not. I don't. You never get caught in the wet. Well, I don't know. Mm. It seems seems to stay on. Okay, I do. <laughs> you have waterproof makeup. Mm. I'm glad we've established this. Yeah. I saw something very funny uh, yesterday on Twitter, and uh, I love when people can do impersonations. Yes. And can you do any off the top of your head? Um, I always used to think I could do the um, Nelson ha-ha of The Simpsons. but well, I, give I think, No, 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 no. Let's listen to this one first. Oh, we'll no, give no, it a run. No, no, no. We'll give it a run. No, you put me on the spot and it's a dollar ten to go very, very badly. That's okay. That's what we love. No, no, no. Slick, growth, what do you reckon? Growth, good luck. <laughs> Can you do any? 
No, God, uh, no. No, I can't. And I got told not to because they came across like I was being a racist on oh, air. Oh, that's actually true. I, I said I was going to do a very good Oscar Pistorius, but I'm uh, going to yeah, leave that no, one alone. No, no, no. Go away. on, give it a go. No, no, Just an accent. Dead set oh. being called in for... Yeah, um, yeah. What was the one... Uh, no, Michael, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, Toto from Mercedes at the end, and I'm not allowed to do it anymore. But you I just did. did. I know, I know. Well, oh. I saw Nick Larkey doing this mm. Rafa impersonation. Listen to this. Oh, hello, everybody. This is yeah. me, Rafa Nadal. I'm Nassar Kyrgios on the weekend. It was not appropriate to find this pit in the crowd. So this is not um, appropriate for tennis, especially Wimbledon, such a special event. So I cannot complain because I'm playing very well. The um, maiden full Grand Slam would be playing for me, but for Kirio, is not appropriate. Though. <laughs> Things aren't going well for the Kangas, but at least he can do a good uh, Nadal impersonation. Nick Larkey, the full forward, of course, at the North Melbourne mm. Football Club. That would come out, I reckon, at every party for his little party mm. trick. And, and, if you the, haven't and the visual yeah, is great. The, the facial expressions are fantastic, which we're about to witness, Mick. Uh, Britt, go. No, I can't do it. No, what, I will, what I will say, Britt and Dave, you, Elliot Loney, who is very good at these. He uh, is very person, good, he, he? He, does, he does Bruce, he does Rafa, he does Novak. Doesn't really everyone. I, I, I don't go out on a limb often. Okay. But within the next fortnight, I'll get him on the show. There you oh, go. That would be great. No. So... I don't, I don't really understand what just happened. Who, Nick Lark, he's coming on or? <laughs> now we'll get Elliot Loney because he's got a, a, the full a repertoire. Right. Okay. He's got, he can pluck them from left, right, up, down. He'll just pull them, pull, pull them out from everywhere. Is this like the time you tried to get Lockie Neal on for three weeks And in Ross Lyon. <laughs> yeah. we, we still got Ross coming up next. Uh, Ross isn't coming on today. <laughs> have, have you seen Ross recently? I have. I actually have got a great story about Ross. We had a poor performance uh, a couple of weeks ago for Werribee. Yeah. And on Sundays, I do some media uh, there at the MCG, and Ross does some as well. And the first person I saw when I walked into the media centre was Ross. And he goes, how are you, son? And he, and, uh, he was the perfect person. Does he call you son? Yeah. yeah. Condescend- condescendingly, obviously. Yeah. So, <laughs> how are you, son? Yes. And I said, oh, I'm okay, Ross. I'm okay. He goes, how's it going? How's the coaching going? I said... Tough night, like a tough night the other night. I said this happened, that happened. He goes, he pulled out a chair and he goes, "Take a seat, mate." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and what pearls of wisdom did he oh, offer? It, the best fifteen minutes of my year was sitting down with Ross Lyon and dissecting the issues that I had and how to kind of bring the team back and 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 just address just some little nuances within the team that. In the last fortnight, yeah, Ross, Ross's wisdom. Hey, no, that's where, where so we, we did set laugh, Mick, but. Uh, like that, Ross was seriously trying to help you there and as a mentor yep. and someone that's guided you through your career. Like that must be – you don't get any other VFL coach really getting Ross no. Lyon as a 15-minute one-on-one, thank you very much, situation. No, exactly. And uh, to even add weight to it, his favourite. Nick Rewalt is his favourite of all time, right, Britt? More than Pav? Yeah, oh, they'd, be, they'd be neck and neck, but Pav somehow on this occasion would go down by a nose. No. What? <laughs> oh, Mick. Oh, yeah. Says, so, says, so, the, says the bloke who can't drink the last 20% of his coffee. <laughs> I'm down to the last 20%. But sitting there with Ross, I was, I was in the media centre across the table and Nick Rewalt walked past. And you know, Nick tried to get involved in the conversation, but the big boys were talking. The coaches were talking. So Nick oh. had to just shuffle on. So Ross, Ross sort of didn't give him a lot. Didn't give him a lot, uh, but then within three or four minutes, Ross and I had finished up. Yeah. Normal transmission had resumed. So Never wants to speak to you again. Yeah. Uh, he said, look, son, he'll send in the invoice, and I'm a bit worried about the invoice. <laughs> yeah, what what, well, what right. the digits are going to be? I heard you've sent in a couple of fraudulent <laughs> ones into Triple M recently, um, which we might need to dissect. Uh, See, bring that coffee.
Did he get it down? <laughs> he does. It's funny. The nose gets in the way every time. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. That's right, Brittany Taylor. This is Brit's Best. This is where you come off the back of the red light, Brittany, and take over. Oh, yes. That's what we need to do because we are going to Belmont today. Good racing around the country. We're starting to see that Queensland Carnival wrap up now. There's a group three there, a listed race there, but uh, good racing from Belmont I'm today. predicting Spring Carnival this year in Melbourne will be the biggest Spring Carnival in about 20 years. Because off the back of COVID? Yep. Just yep. needing to yep. everyone That might be the, the storm back, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. But, and, off, and off the back of the announcement, you know, Eddie McGuire, Brittany mm. Taylor, oh, big team yes. headlining the Spring Carnival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that must be why. Right. We need to find some <laughs> money here. All right, we're going to Belmont. We are going to race number. I know what his name is. I don't know what number. I think it's race oh, number three. Hang on, then what are you serving four. up, Britt Here we go, race number four. I couldn't remember what number he was. Cross statement. He was enormous last start. And, uh, is that one of yours? Yes. Yes. And so um, hoping that he can get the job done here today. And uh, Lacta Ramoli, Mauritian apprentice who has... Has he ridden, outridden his claim? He's got one more winner yeah. he, to outride. He's been one for a couple of days. He's been, so he rode two the other day on Wednesday. Yeah. We thought maybe he could outride his claim. It's been his big ambition to do the season. is nearly over as well. So uh, he'll get that done today. He'll get it done today. It, but it would be the um, the best if he could do it on one of ours. Because Does he rough that a bit? A lot. So right. we've had a long association in the time that he has been here and a, a good association with him. And he's a, a great guy. Where, where's he from? Mauritius. Mauritius, young man. No, he's a very good jockey. Now, I need to talk to you about one that you did put up the other day. Was it last week? And it was yours. And it went about 15 lengths. It took off for the... Uh, yes, It yes. took off at the 1500. He's racing today. Is he? They went. What was that horse? Let me, it was bold success. He's yeah. in race number three. Oh, let me tell you about the data from that race. Yeah. The first 1,000 metres was 21 lengths faster than average. Mm. 21 no. lengths. No, it wasn't Winks at Perth, no. no. He was incredibly brave, the horse. It uh, was very brave. And he's pulled up super and he the goes around jockey? today. That's Cash. Is Cash getting another go? the Apprentice. Is Cash on again? today? Um, Look at the... Lactar's on today. Oh, okay. <laughs> so where's Cash? Uh, Cash isn't riding bold success today. Lactar's riding bold right. success today. Okay, so Cash is having a little holiday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it, 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 I, I the, thought the it was a bold move by Cash going <laughs> at the 1500. <laughs> is, is the feedback and is it more diplomatic uh, or, or less diplomatic. Just your microphone there, Mick, just moving around. Sorry, I've just put the <laughs> double jumper on. Is the feedback to jockeys more or less diplomatic than what we gave the other week? Uh, probably a little bit more heat in it. Lockie gave the um, the feedback after that one and, uh, yeah, just said, mm, Hold it. Yeah, probably a bit much that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. actually, Lockie's just texted me through. He said, I reckon Lucky in the Jocks Challenge today is a good bet. $4 okay. tab touch. Thanks, Lockie. There you go. Well, <laughs> guess what? I'm going to change my, my bet. There you go. And I'm, I'm taking that. You're going the Mauritian Apprentice Lacta Ramoli at $4 for the Jockey $4 Challenge. $4 for the Jockey Challenge. And it's a simple it's a simple equation. The finger ran out of battery this morning. I was going to head towards Andy Brayshaw getting 30, etc. But I'm steering clear. And I've realised that Belmont today in the wet. Oh, the Mauritians. Gee, they love it wet. Ooh, and it's a put in. It's a takeout job. It's that simple. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. What a big moment. There's been eight Wimbledon winners in the last 25 years, Lee. 27 years. 27 years. There's been eight 
Wimbledon winners, and then we did throw it around. How many have won the French Open and how many have won the Australian yeah. Open? So, I mean, when you've had the big four, but anyway, the Australian uh, star Nick Kyrgios is about to compete in his first major final, and uh, he's playing against Novak Djokovic, who's a superstar, done everything throughout the career, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, but it does divide Australians, Britt. Uh, Nick Kyrgios does split Australians. No one will be sitting there tomorrow night going, no, I'm not overly fussed about this one. I'm in his corner tomorrow night. Now, if he had been playing Nadal, probably different story because Nadal is one of my favourite athletes in... Roger? They're completely on par. Okay. My favourite video on the internet of all time is the pair of them trying to do a commercial once that, and they just kept getting the giggles. <laughs> it is one of the most wholesome pieces of content that exists mm-hmm. on the, the internet. I love them both. I love Nadal. This morning I woke up and saw a 2 minute 25 second video of Nadal thanking every single person in the hotel on his way out. Really? He stopped at the bag people. He stopped at the desk. He saw and he went and hugged or shook the hand of every so single person. So does it know you how many room. wedgies he gets? He does seem to be the, the little uh, yeah. the routine is down to a T. He knows exactly. His ass what he swallows wants to those do, jocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, slick. Um, you let, so you, you're you're not in the curious camp. No, I'm not in the Kyrgios camp. Uh, the Novak camp, though, I don't think has a, a huge amount of admissions there's either. Plenty, so. There's plenty of seats on that one if you want yeah. to jump on. Oh, so I, tomorrow, I, who are you going for? Oh, probably Novak, I think. Really? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm with you. Yeah. I've, I've, been, yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been against uh, yeah, Nick's behaviour for some time. I don't want to sound like I'm uh, anti-Australian or whatever it is, but um, yeah, I think there's enough to deter me in terms of the sniff test around Nick Curios at the moment. Oh, the sniff t- and, and I'll tell you what, Mick can sniff it from a long way. Yeah. <laughs> He's smelling the odour from, from Wimbledon. Do you think Nick should have gone straight into the final in the way that he has? Mm. Oh, you're saying the, the, the lucky loser. loser. No, There's been a big yeah. talking yeah, point. No, Do you I, think, think... I think you keep going. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just luck of the draw. Um, people say, oh, Nadal shouldn't have won. I mean, well, there's $300,000 extra for him to get into the next round regardless. So financially, why would he Why would he put his sword down and let uh, his opponent go through? Gee, because he really uh, needs that extra. What's the, yeah, that, yeah, that's, I, that's, I know, but like, like, what's that, also that to financial, say? That financial, sorry, Dave, that financial situation, like, that, like you said, Britt, Rafa um, and Roger, like they just keep doing this, and, and it's a physical hard sport. They've got all the money in the world. It's that, that's what it's amazes me. The they, they they just keep going yeah. back to the whale at that age. And, Mick, and what's the worst injury you played with? What's the worst injury that you somehow played with? You go, oh, oh. gee whiz, that was pretty miraculous. How did I play with that? Because I know you went down a bit soft with the broken <laughs> oh, leg. But, God. <laughs> um, oh no, I would say. Uh, just a, a broken foot yeah. with a lot of, lot of juice in it, though. Yep. Yeah, what that, about that's you? what I mean. A broken wrist. So you yeah. kept playing with that. And you go, mm. well, I don't know how I did that, but the doctors do it. Somehow mm-hmm. you play. And okay. when you're in the set, was it the fifth? Did, did Rafa go to five? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. so, yeah. So when you're in the fifth set and your stomach's hurting, you go, just win this, and who knows what the doctors can do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a jab or a, something could be done and I'll be right to go. So for him to put his sword down and say, Oh no, nah, I'm going to be cooked after this. So yeah. here, go through. Mm. I think it's just unfair that we expect the lucky loser to get an opportunity once they've been knocked out. My problem is, is if it happens in the final. So let's say that Rafa manages to get through one more game, yeah. and, he, and he plays Kyrgios, and then all of a sudden they're into the final, and he goes, "You know what? I just cannot go one more game." And then the mm. winner of Wimbledon is decided at a press conference. Say. Here, Djokovic, congratulations, you've won Wimbledon. Yeah. 
I just don't uh, think you can no, win Wimbledon no, like I, but that. I just think for the one in a hundred year, two hundred year, I don't think it's ever happened before that if it does happen, mm. I, I just don't think if you lose, you're out. Pack your bags. Off you go. Bye-bye. Mm. Yeah, and as you say, I don't think it ever... We've got all the tennis stats uh, today, you know, how many people have won certain amount of tournaments in the last 30 years, but we haven't actually got the information whether it's actually happened in a final, which I'd be blown away if it is. I know a lot of players have got to the final, gone out there... Hang on, Mick. On- Leachy's eyes no, have lit up. No, I know. I just had this chat during on, the week Daniel. with a couple of people. Uh, I know on, at Wimbledon uh, back in the day. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, right back now. in the day, you're going with that. You wanted to know the question. You wanted to know the answer, so you're mm. going to bloody get the answer Thank um, you. when fire, I can it find it. <laughs> there's, oh, been, there's been one retirement and one walkover at Wimbledon, yeah. uh, but no one's ever been like defaulted, like um, like been chucked out because uh, no, a, a friend of mine asked what happens, what happens if someone gets. Uh, disqualified. So regarding the, the domestic violence stuff, was that how that? No, came no, around? because they were asking. Oh, well, what happens if you know Kiros lets loose and hits a, a, a throws a racket at a kid again? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, a big chance. Um, but uh, yeah, one retirement, one walkover at Wimbledon before. Okay, mm. there you go. Anyway, tomorrow night, what time's kickoff? Would it be about ten nine o'clock? PM. Nine Does he PM. lose the plot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At some stage? Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> what would suggest he doesn't? That's a dollar I won. Whether he can lose it and keep going, yep. story would tell. Who wins? Just quickly. No, Nick. Wins? I yep. know you're going for him, but he wins. Yep. Slick. Novak, you put in, Zave. You take out. <laughs> Triple M, dead set legends. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, that's Simon Morning again. I absolutely love talking motorsport. And there's no better person in Australia, actually, slash Australia, the world, than Greg Rust. And, of course, if you do love motorsports, Grab Rusty's podcast, Rusty's Garage, of course, on the list app. Good morning, Rusty. I'm just concerned you think that I'm ready for global domination. That makes me sound like, like a Dr. Evil or something. <laughs> no, no, Rusty, I back you in against anybody around the world, especially when we're talking supercars, because we're heading to the sunny Townsville area. New generation of race cars. There's NRL stars involved. What in the bloody hell's going on there, Rusty? Well, you know that Corey Parker is a proper, proper lover of cars, right? So he's yep. post rugby league life. I mean, he was a Australian representative, uh, very passionate about Queensland, of course. Big state Bronco. Of yeah, yeah. And he's been around supercars events on regular occasions. So, yeah, he was in the passenger seat yesterday of the brand new Camaro um, in his home state for laps of the Townsville circuit. And he was uh, really impressed by this. So he takes quite a bit of interest in it. The new gen cars at the moment are kind of Camaro versus Mustang. Mm. Um, they are a beautifully built and turned out machine. And if I know him uh, after those hot laps, he would have been under the bonnet and learning a great deal more about it too. Pretty cool. That's something on my bucket list, to go around in a few hot laps. I've never well, done we that could, before. I think that's probably one Rick, thing we could have done. Leave that with me. Leave that with me. <laughs> when the supercars come to WA next time, we'll try and make that happen for you. That will absolutely oh. blow your mind. And, Thanks, Rusty, guys. the rules are the windows have to be down and no seatbelt on, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty, the practice sessions over the last 24 hours have been dominated by the New Zealanders, our good friend of this program, our favourite, Shane Van Gisberg, and he's fast, but there's another Kiwi that's doing well. Yeah, there is, and it's not often one, uh, Britt, that we talk about, uh, you know, on the radar of Kiwis in the sports. This is Andre Heingartner, uh, and he's doing a super job at present for Brad Jones Racing, who are a, a rural-based outfit. They're near the Victoria-New South Wales border there in, um, in, in Albury. And he's hoping to return them to the winner's circle today. So they're about to sort of launch into qualifying. He was in the top mm. two, pretty handy 
um, straight out of the box in that uh, car. And, and in fact, a number of Brad Jones cars were in the top 10 at the end of things yesterday. So could be a little bit of a, a bit of a qualifying shake-up and they're in the mix. Good start. Hey, there you go. Good stuff, Rusty. But let's move to the F1. You know how much I love my F1. And last week, a monster crash. Somehow, Zhou Guan Yu is competing in Austria this week despite that crash. What's the update on him? Do you nail that name there, Rusty? Zhou Guan Yu. So, um, without a scratch, I should point mm, crazy. as far as the, the, the driver is concerned. When you look at the pictures that are floating around on social media or replays on, on the internet of that crash, it was massive, right? Mm. So, pretty freaky set of circumstances. Three people fighting over a spot. It triggered a rollover. And uh, the Alfa Romeo driver ended up leaping a uh, one of the safety barriers and landing between that and the safety fence where the crowd was. It wasn't in the crowd. It was How the lucky was that fence holding up? Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it caused a delay while they had to, to repair it. But, I mean, they, they constantly look at that stuff, mm. guys. And in the wake of that, I mean, they had a massive crowd there. It's still the biggest we've ever seen. Yeah. It was a bit like Albert Park in, in that sense. Um, so we'll be very mindful of the fact that, you know, if it can get that far, right, well, what do we need to do for 2023 just to ensure that things are safe? To get back to your original question, in the last sort of eight years or so, they created a thing called a halo, as the name suggests, yeah. like a hoop that runs around the top of the driver's head. Uh, not just in that instance, but also in Formula 2 last weekend where there was a big crash. That uh, innovation mm. did an unbelievable job at saving two drivers' lives, mm. and there's never been a greater. Mm. Uh, was it Hamilton last year as well, uh, Rusty? Correct. Yeah, correct. It was, yeah. It was, it was, it was, he and Max came together at, at Monza there, as you will recall, and again, the halo did its job. So it can take, I, I think it can take something like, don't quote me here, but it, it's like a London busload on top of that, right? So yeah. I could even sit on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, a, a double decker, exactly. So it's like, 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 it can. It can it can sustain that weight, right? So it, it's um it, it changed the look of the Formula One cars, and not everyone liked that when it happened. But man, we're all about safety. And mm. the, to think that he could walk away and be back, as you say, for this weekend's race in Austria, pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, Max Verstappen fastest again. Dan Ricciardo at the crossroads. What's going on with uh, McLaren, mate? Well, in a little bit of positive news, I mean, he's not had a great weekend so far. As we've said on this show countless times, I am just not a believer that you suddenly lose your ability overnight. So there's something in that car that's not yeah. right to him for whatever reason. But Jess Yates, who is the host of Fox Motorsport yeah, and does course. some work on, on others, she, she's been in England during the week, spoken with the boss of McLaren, and they're backing him. They're absolutely backing good. him, which is good. And he was a little bit stiff because after the crash, he did go from 14th to 10th, and then they obviously had to reset the positions, and he went back again. But... Uh, Rusty, mate, plenty of motorsport kicking around. We absolutely love this segment. We love watching the motorsport each week. And, of course, if you do want more, grab Rusty's Garage, the podcast you'll find simply on the listener app. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. The checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricciardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Get more good podcasts on the listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.